thank you for your word thank you for your promises for in you they are yea and they are amen Father we just want to thank you for reminding us this great promise this evening I pray for all my friends my brothers and my sisters here today that should there be anyone in any situation that they feel trapped they feel inadequate thank you because you are reminding them of your promise today that your word is yea and it is amen that every word you have spoken is yes nothing can be added to it nothing can be taken away from it that every word you have spoken is so because you are not a man that you will lie you are not the son of man that you will repent. If you have said it, you will do it. If you have spoken it, you will make it good. Father, we thank you. We trust you this evening. We believe you. And we exalt you. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus, we have worshipped. In the name of Jesus, we have worshipped. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You, can, you, 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 you may take your seat this evening. How is everybody doing this evening? How are we all doing? Good, good. I like the word great. All right, we'll just quickly go, I'll just quickly summarize, you know, uh, the message last week, and then, you know, we'll have some discussions, questions, contributions, whatever you want to add to it, or whatever you want to, uh, whatever God has ministered to you about it. Let's uh, talk about it. Let's learn from one another. Let's, the Bible talks about iron sharpening iron that we can sharpen one another. He said, the Bible talks about that what every joint, in other words, every person, every person in the body has something to supply. Let's supply to ourselves this evening. Let's sharpen one another. Let's supply to one another this evening. All right. Um, so basically on Sunday, we're talking about, uh, if, if I would summarize it, you know, basically on Sunday is just, you know, sometimes we just need to forget about ourselves. And, um, just focus on other people. Focus on what God wants because God's business is the people's business. God's, pe God's business is people's business. When Jesus said, I have to be about my father's business, that was exactly what he was talking about. So God's business is people's business. And we have to be people-minded. We have to be, um, we, we, we have to uh, know that uh, doing God's business is you know, loving people, sharing with people, serving people, and uh, working for people. And the anchor of, uh, we had two scriptures that we used as the anchor. That's Philemon verse 6. Philemon is just one chapter. And um, so verse 6, uh, it says that the effective communication of your faith, oh, sorry, it said that your faith will be made more effective by the acknowledgement of the good things that are in you. And, and I gave you an example of my four uh, fingers, and I told you they all look alike, but one of them does not acknowledge. One of this one especially does not acknowledge or cannot connect to my nerves. And because of that, it's not functioning at an optimal level, or it's not even functioning at all. All right? The only thing is that it can move, but I can't feel anything. I can't use it for anything. I can't, you know, because why? There's a sense of disacknowledgement, or there's a sense that it cannot acknowledge, that's what, uh, what's it called, the, 
uh, finger doctor, whatever they call them. Now, I, I think there's a specialization now, you know, about you know people who are just you know just finger, just deal with the fingers. So she was telling me that the problem, the issue is, you know, this finger can just or the nerves in this finger cannot connect with the, with my whole nervous system. Yeah, it's disconnected. So it cannot acknowledge. So when, the, when my nervous system is sending signals to this finger, it cannot acknowledge it. And because of that, it is not functioning. And sometimes, that's what that scripture is trying to say. That the acknowledgement, that the communication of your faith will become more effective by the acknowledgement of the good things that are in you, in Christ Jesus. And then, we also look at uh, the other scriptures. We, we also look at another scripture, uh, Philippians 2, starting from verse 5. When it says, let everybody mind of the other person's business. Let this mind also be in you, which was in Christ Jesus. We did not think it to be equal with God, even though he was. But he left everything and came down to just come and uh, uh, serve us. And um, we, we talked about it that uh, some of the good things that God has given to us, power, dominion, authority, and uh, we sang about his life. You know, I have the life of God in me. I have the love of God. I have forgiveness. I have joy. I have peace. I have everything that God has given me. They are the good things that God has deposited inside me. And if those things are not acknowledged, it is difficult for me to be effective in communicating my faith uh, to this thing. And we now said, but those things have to, they have to be tamed with a sense of service, a sense that we want to do God's business. We're intending on doing God's business. And we went ahead to... Uh, I closed it, although I didn't finish. I just gave you two, and I told about my uh, observations, four observations, and I just gave you two. That is one, is that people, can anybody remember? People are what? Over what? People are more valuable than profit. We saw it in the life of Jesus Christ. You know, Jesus Christ did not say, what is the need for me? It was not what, he didn't come for what was the need for him. He came because it was a father's pleasure. It was a father's business. That's why he came. And we gave you all kinds of examples. And then the second one is people, people over prestige. We saw how Jesus Christ left all his glory and all his, um, you know, everything, the paraphernalia of office, the authority, the dominion, the throne, the everything. He left it and came here because he wanted to save people. All right? And the next one is people are over protocol. Sometimes the reason why we are, able not, we are not able to reach people is because we are, too, we, are too, we are too overtaken by our customs, by the way things are supposed to be, by the way things have been or are supposed to be. All right? Yeah. So, but Jesus Christ did not consider that. There was no protocol about him coming. In fact, one of the things he chastised the Pharisees about, he said, you have made the word of God of none effect because of your tradition. Yeah, your customs, the way you do things. This is the way we do it in our village. This is the way we work it in our village. This is the way my father has done it. This is, no, when it comes to people, protocol has to give way. If you have to choose between protocol and people, protocol. I mean, protocol has to give way for people. That's the mind of God. And then we talked about, um, no, I didn't talk about it. So this is the two, I mean, the, the two I gave last Sunday was, you know, uh, the two I gave last Sunday was people over profit, people over prestige, and now people over what? Protocol. And then three, people over possessions. 
Four, sorry. Number four, people over possessions. Those are my four observations. Now, you can go in and add it. There are so many things there. There are so many things you can add to it. That people come before possessions, before, before what you have, before what you can get, or before what you own. When it comes to what you have and people in God's mind, in person that is kingdom-minded, when the Bible says, let this mind be in you, if this mind is in you, then people will be over possession. People will be, you know, over this. I have... I have this friend that I, you know, that I, that I have, you know, longer with. An, he's an older person. He's an older white guy. And he was telling me how that sometimes, you know, uh, the way people observe race, you know, race, that the, way, that the way people look at race, that sometimes, you know, it's so ingrained in your brain that you don't actually know that thing is actually in you. You know, and he had to take God to help him to be able to get an understanding of what he was doing wrong, to be able to understand why, you know, what he was doing wrong. And what was it? He said one day he was treating his dog so nice, treating his dog so well. And God told him that, do you know that there are some people, that, do you know that you cherish your dog more than some people? And he was shocked. How can I cherish my dog more than something? You know, because he said, he said at that time, he never had black friends. He didn't want to talk to black people. You know, he had no connection with them. But he had, this is dog. He loved his dog to death. He loved his dog to death. And God told him that you treat your dog better than certain people. And that was when it just clicked on him. There was nothing you could have told him. People have told him about this. Saying, no, I'm not a racist. I'm not a racist. But when that, God gave him that analogy... In other words, you love your things more than people. Your dog comes before people. And that's what Jesus Christ was also telling this thing. He said, you know, on, on uh, the, uh, this thing again, ties in with the second one, when Jesus Christ was telling the Pharisees, when Jesus Christ healed the man with the, uh, the, 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 the lame man, and then the Pharisees came, and they were like, why will you do this on a Sabbath day? And Jesus said, who amongst you will the sheep be lost? On the Sabbath, are you go and look for the sheep? Who amongst you? In other words, they cherish their traditions. They cherish their stuff. More than the souls of people. But the main heart of God, the main heart of God, the main intention of God, is not that, you know, you are prosperous and you are prosperous just for yourself. In fact, the Bible says in the book of James, he said, when you ask God and things are not happening in your life, the reason is that you're asking amiss. So that whatever you get, you can spend it on yourself. Do you remember that scripture? You remember that scripture, right? Yeah. He said, he said the reason why things are not working for you, the reason why God is not, it's like he's not listening to you, he's not answering your prayer, God is not uh, uh, taking note of the things that you're saying sometimes. The reason why it looks like that sometimes is because when you get it, you're going to spend it on yourself. You just look at yourself. You are the only one that has this in, and your issues have to be solved. Your problems have to be uh, resolved before you make a move. To, uh, to, 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 to connect with other people. But that's not God's heart. God's heart is that people come over every other thing else. Everything else. For God so loved the world that he gave his only, his only begotten son. For God so loved the world. And let me just quickly put it, let me, let me quickly put a caveat before we, we start, you know, before we start our conversation. Is that, now, I'm saying all these things and all of that, and it looks like, you know, it's all nice and rosy and dandy. But the people's business is not, no, it's not, it's not rosy. 
getting into people's business can be nasty sometimes. It can be messy sometimes. You know, but a lot of times, it is out of that mess that God creates another life. It is out of that mess. Because people generally, because of sin, we are already messy. So if you are involved in the people's business, it's going to be messy. But the mess in itself, he's supporting me. Don't worry, he's supporting me. <laughs> he's, he's giving me support there. <laughs> so, you see, people's, the people's business can be messy. When you get into people's business, it can be messy. But I always give this example. I mean, I always give this analogy. This is my analogy. A lot of times, many of us, we will save and save to buy a car, a good car, a nice car, a great car. All right? We save our time. We spend our money. We spend our life savings. In fact, we go and borrow money to buy a car. A car that can end up killing you. Am I correct? You have a car, you have an accident, you'll die. However, that has not stopped us from getting cars. That has not stopped, that has not stopped us from riding in cars. Why? Because the benefits of cars, of owning a car, in Atlanta at least, far outweighs the disadvantages of not having one. The benefits of having one far outweighs the disadvantages of not having one. Right? So the benefits of being in the people's business far outweighs the mess that we can encounter when we're dealing with people. And that's why we need to be involved with God. We need to be in lockstep with God in doing his business. Because his business is a people's business. If, you know, if all that, you know, if all that we're here for, if all that God is just for us to prosper, live in, live in nice houses, drive nice cars, uh, this, and all of that, if all that is what we're here for, then we are most miserable. We are most miserable. We are most miserable. But God is interested in people. And if we're indeed the children of God who have experienced the mercy and the grace of God, then we also need to be involved in the business of people. And the good things that God has equipped us with the necessary resources that we need to be able to do the people's business. So for some time, just, you know, sometimes just take, off your, take your minds off your own self. Take your mind off your own issues. Sometimes. If you feel, feel pressure, if you feel the pressure of life and things are going on, just sometimes just get up and just intercede for somebody else. Pray for somebody else. Pray for somebody else. Forget about yourself. For a moment. Forget about yourself. Pray for somebody else. And see how God will work. Because if you pour, if you water, he that watereth shall also be watered. Alright? So, any addition, subtraction? Any contribution? Anything before, before we go? Any, any observation? Okay. Not addition, any observation? Any Anything anybody wants to say? The floor is open. Yes, sir.
And, and we need to, that's something we need to be care, very careful about because even in the midst of our own legitimate troubles, legitimate, that's the word. We, yeah. we make idols of our issues and of ourselves because when we focus inordinately on us and our issues to the exclusion of it, sometimes God will put us in that situation so that we can learn to see others through our own pain. Uh, and, and seeing the pain of others in the midst of our own pain sometimes is the remedy uh, uh, where the solution and the answer comes to you. Exactly. And, and the, the other thing you said about uh, the people's business. And I can tell you, um, the Bible says Jesus did not commit himself to men because he knew the hearts of men. And, and if we do things for people, even believing people, believers, if we do them, because we're looking for acknowledgement or for gratitude or for affirmation from people, we will always be miserable. Because I bet you some of the same people that were yelling, crucify Jesus, are some of the same people that ate the bread that he created and multiplied. <laughs> and so we do things because God puts it in our heart to do them. If you do that because you're looking for some kudos or some brownie point from people, you will always be miserable because those people... So in the, in the uh, ministry to people, we always ought to be led by the love of God and prompted by the love of God and do things for the love of God. Because if you do it for the love of man, you're going to be miserable. Amen. Amen. That is so, that is so succinct. Let me just add another thing to that. David, when he got to Ziklag and they have killed and pillaged everything, they pillaged everything, they took everything that he had. You know, took his wife. They didn't even took, it's not just his stuff. They took their wives. They took their children. They took everything and disappeared. And everybody turned against David. And David said, God, what will happen to me? What will I do? And God said, pursue. He said, not just, you're not just only going to catch them, but you will overtake them and you will recover all. All right? But on his way to recovering all, on his way, God has spoken. That's the word of God. God has spoken. He met one of the people that pillaged him. One of the people, the same people, one of them. One of the same people that pillaged him. That took everything away from him. Remember, they wanted, they, I mean, they said, David and his men, they, they had lost so much hope that they cried and, and, and they couldn't weep no more. The power of them was gone. They, you know, have you ever done, when we were children, yeah, we did those kind of cry. When you cry, and, <laughs> and you can't cry anymore. <laughs> So imagine an adult, you know, adults who are warriors. They had cried and they had no energy. And God told David, God said, pursue. You will not only overtake, you will recover everything. You will recover everything, you will recover all. And on his way, he saw this man in distress. He saw another guy in distress. And this guy was one of the people that, you know, came and, you know, to his camp and, ram, you know, rampage his camp and, and pillage his camp and all, the, all of that. But guess what? David did what? The first thing that came to David's mind was not revenge. Do me, I do you. You remember that kind of thing? Yeah, that's not what came to his mind first. The first thing was, that came to his mind was just that this man should be okay. Remember, he was going after something that has been, that has been you know, that I'm taking from him. But for him, it wasn't about him. It was about the man being okay first. This man must be okay. And he went ahead, you know, ministered to the man, did everything. And it was the same man that led him to where he was going to get the things that had been taken away from him. The same man. Imagine if David had left the man. So sometimes it is even in our, 
doing people's business that the voice of God is actually fulfilled. Because he just made it easy. God has spoken. Follow him. Pursue. But because he was concerned, he wanted that man to be all right. At the expense of him losing everything. At the expense of him looking bad among his guys. At the expense of him looking weak. You know, God came in because God wants people to be whole. And he has committed to us that ministry of reconciliation where we can make people whole with God. Where we can make uh, uh, people, you know, feel the heart of God. He said sometimes, did you want to restate that? He said sometimes it is in doing... um, It's... If God's business is ultimately it's ultimately all, but I'm just let me pivot to what you said. Sometimes it has to be out of love, out of uh, sometimes it has to be out of love. It has to be out of uh, out of sacrifice and uh, this thing. Why I said sometimes is a lot of times I don't like using superlatives for everything. You you understand what I'm saying? Because it might not be because I remember also we had the story of the young and the old prophet in scriptures. You remember the story of the old and the young prophet? And when God said, don't go, don't, don't just go there. Don't, don't, don't go there. Don't even go there. And this guy was actually, the old man was actually a prophet of God. The old man was actually the prophet of God, was actually a prophet of God. And he gives accurate prophecies and all of that. And when God told the guy, don't go, but the guy, the old man said, okay, no, come. And, and immediately he came, he was living and, you know, he met his, yeah, he, he perished. So that's why I'm using, it's not as if I'm saying, um, it's not as if I'm saying there are some times that it is not this thing. I'm just looking at it from the aspect of when God leads us and when God directs us. All right, any other observation? Any observation? Any other observation? Any other observation? Alexis, you are looking at me. You have, a, you have some observation? <laughs> yeah, God is interested in the people's business. God is interested in, in fact, uh, that is the most important thing that, you know, we have been called to do. Yes, sir. Right, so I was just thinking, we talked about culture and people and tradition. Okay. What about people from the culture where they don't share their burden? Okay. So how do you, if you're trying to get into people's business, I'm just looking at, li- at it literally, how do you handle such situations? Okay, but when I, when, let, me, let me put, let me listen. Getting into people's business, I'm not, mean, I'm not, I'm not meaning that you just, you know, Intrude, yes, thank you for that word. I'm not saying that, you know, you should, you know, intrude, but it's just that when the opportunity presents itself for you to be able to, you know, minister to somebody, share with them and all that, take advantage of that opportunity and, uh, and, and share. And sometimes, you know, it might not even be in your own place to, um, it might not be in your own place to start, you know, figuring out what somebody's culture is and what somebody's culture is not. But what I'm saying is that from your own part, in case if somebody comes to you and needs help, then your own culture, your own tradition, your own style of doing things should not prevent you from, you know, rendering, you know, a hand to the other person that needs you. 
So the, 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 the concern is basically now from you in terms of that culture. It's basically from you that your own culture, your own style, your own tradition does not prevent you from doing what you need to do. You know? So that's, that's, what, I, that, that's what I mean by... Yes. Yeah, where, where they were complaining that Jesus had healed somebody on, on, on Sabbath, Sabbath yes. day. And yes. he said, look, your customs and your traditions have made the word of God. Of you people can't see love, can't express love for being hung up on, on, your tradition. on routines. Yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. So uh, did, did I, is it clear? Oh, uh -huh. So it's, it's basically, for, because when you are, one would say being in people's business is not one, it's not intruding, and two, it's not, uh, it's not dependent or it's not contingent on the other person. It's contingent upon you when the opportunity presents itself to, uh, to, to, to be of you know, help or ministry to the next person so that your own tradition, your own custom, and your own culture does not uh, stop you. Or your protocol, what we call the protocol, does not stop you. From, this is the way we do things here. And somebody's dying. You cannot you know, help, or somebody's in need of something, you cannot break that protocol and, and, uh, and help them. If that was the mindset of Jesus Christ, then the, uh, the woman with the issue of blood will never have been healed. You know? Because there, there were so many protocols that the woman just violated. Yeah, she so many protocols. So many of them. You know? Number one, women are not generally found where men are generally. They shouldn't be there. It's, it's the, then apart from that, to add to the problem, you know, you, she has an issue. You know, you can't... You said what? She was unclean, you know, by the culture and the tradition and the custom of that day. She was unclean. So there were so many things, so many traditions that that woman broke. So many protocols that the woman broke. Alright? But Jesus Christ is not so okay because those protocols were this thing. But he reached out. There was love in him. There was mercy in him. And he reached out and touched that woman and healed her. And for a lot of people... Uh, that was uh, this thing. That was, that was unheard of. In fact, not even tradition now, the, the, uh, the disciples were so focused on all their you know, goings on and everything that's happening around there. I did not even know that something had gone. And they said, who touched me? Virtue has left me because it broke protocol that, you know, and, 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 and tradition. Yeah, any other question? Observation, any other? <laughs> well, I understand everything you have said. People above profit, prestige, and all the rest of it. I'm just thinking, and I know the possible answer you're going to give okay. me. But then I'm thinking in a case of uh, people taking advantage of you. Yeah. I mean, People above profit, people above this, and you always get your... But when you now see the, they are taking advantage, how do you deal with that? Okay. Who wants, to, who wants to hit that first before anybody? Who wants to take a crack at that? Anybody wants to? When people take advantage of it, okay. Go ahead. The, way I, the way I look at it... Um, Personally, I look at it like as long as you're doing it from your heart and you're yeah. obeying the word of God, yeah. 
that's, that should be something that the people that are taking advantage of, they may be looking at you like you're a fool, yeah. or maybe you don't have use for your money or your time or your talent, but you are obeying God's will and you doing your part. So that should be up to them to take, let God judge them. Yeah. That's how I look at yeah. it. Any other person? I don't know okay. if that's the right answer. Yeah, no, but no, well, there's no wrong or right answer. The, the thing is, you, you know, do good but, when but you're, in, you're, in, you're on track, at least from my own perspective. You, you do good when you can. If you yeah. ever have a choice to do good, always do good. Yeah. That's, that's my motto. Yeah. Okay. Do good when you can. If that's the only choice. Yeah. Do good if you can. And let the other person, let their con conscience be their judge. Because yeah. yeah. you can never go wrong when you do good. When you do good, exactly. I think uh, for me, when you do good, it's just that uh, you expect nothing back yeah. uh, from the goodness of your heart or if by the direction of the Holy Spirit to direct you to do something, not even you yourself knowing. And if you, if you are doing it from the goodness of your heart, I think you will not even think about any expectation. Any other person? Okay, go ahead. Um, I just want to bring out a scripture that says um, that we shouldn't be, do not be weary in well doing. In well doing. Um, what's the completion of that scripture? So do not be in weary in well doing. For in due season yeah. you will you reap, reap if you faint reap. not. Yeah. So I just want us to know that people will always take advantage of you. People will always speak good or bad about you. But one thing we need to do is to be consistent in, in, in exhibiting the, 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 the character of Christ in us. Amen. Okay. Okay, sir. Okay. Maybe add a little wrinkle to Sister Shia, this question. Okay. Because okay. Is, there, is there ever a scenario where, where you do good and it becomes a noose around your neck? Yeah. Because there are people that are, for whom doing good is... A is a drug. Okay. Okay. And the uh, the what's the word that I'm looking for? They are hooked on on people. You know the approval and affirmation of people, and because people recognize that, uh, oh, this person uh, they do good because it makes them feel good. Uh, that's how they get their affirmation. And and so in in that case. Is uh, what 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 is the counsel that that person who who does good not necessarily because they are prompted by the spirit of God to do good but they do good because of the how the people perceive them how the people look at them the sense of uh, gratitude and um, uh, what's the word that I'm looking for people uh, indebtedness okay. that okay. people feel towards them yeah. makes them feel you know gives them the, a sense like a of drug. yes like a drug for them. Let me, does anybody have, does anyone want to say something? Oh. Now, let me, let me put it this way. Let me say something also. Let me, let me put it this way. There are some times, you know, that uh, I'll put it this way. And this is not to counteract what I've been saying. There are, there are certain people that doing good for them means not doing what they want. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. If you understand what I'm saying. That doing good, so it depends on the definition of what, what, would, what would define by doing good. The, you get what I'm saying now? Because 
I know, uh, I know certain people, there are, there are certain people that doing good for them, that they doing good or being a do-gooder, so to say, is, is not about God. It's more about them. I don't know if, you, if I'm making sense. Okay, so it's more about them, not about God, not about this thing. So they, they, they get something from it. And they become like, you know, a lot of times, like, um, I, there are people who I tell, that people that are close to me, and I tell them, you know, it's only God that can be El Shaddai. You can't be El Shaddai. Yeah. If, if you want to be El Shaddai in everything, you, it, it's, going, it's going to turn to I shall die. You know? <laughs> so it's very easy for El Shaddai to turn to I, can die, I shall die. You know? So the, what, what I'm trying to say is this. What, what I'm trying to say is this. Is that for certain people, Okay, I think I've shared this story before. I've, I've, I'm, I'm, I'm sure I must have shared it. That my younger brother is hooked on drugs. I'm sure I've said it before. That my, one of my younger brothers is, you know, is, is an addict. All right? So, doing, you see, we have rallied around him. We have done everything. And, you know, we give him everything. Because he's really generally just totally unproductive. You know, he's totally, completely unproductive because he's hooked, you know, onto that. You know, so uh, doing good for him is not giving him money. Giving him money is not doing good because we're not doing him good. We're we're feeding, you know, yeah, feeding the addiction. That's what we're doing. Enabling, yes, we're just enablers when we when we do that. And even we we have even found out that when you buy food and all of that for him, you are still not doing him good. You say no. Not, we, we, do, we do as much as we can do. We do. For instance, one of the things I did, or one of the things I did with, one, some, one of the arrangements I did with uh, this thing, because uh, in Nigeria, uh, to, to get rehabilitation and all of that is very difficult. You know, it's, it's very tough. So sometimes you have to just, you know, do it yourself and all of that. And one thing I did at one time was uh, give my friend a bulk money. You know, my friend give him work money and told my brother to go there and work for my friend and my friend will pretend as if he's paying him. As if he, you know, he's, getting, he's getting paid for working. Yes, he's getting, he's, he's getting salary. So that that in itself may be able to help him. Now, at the end of the day, it helped him for a while but it didn't help him that much because sometimes he, he will even show up. Yeah, so you see, that's the point. Now, that's the point. So if you don't show up, you don't get paid. So there's certain, what I'm just trying to say, not just to belabor everything, it's just that um, they're, they're doing good, you know, we have to define that doing good. That it, first of all, it's not about you. You know, it's about God. It's about the love of God and this thing. And, you know, there are sometimes the Bible says Jesus did not commit himself to people because he knew their heart. But at the same time, at the same time, Jesus had a thief. He knew the guy was a thief. He knew. And when you know, when they were pouring oil and, you know, and the alabaster bottle on him, he was the guy that was complaining that this kind of thing, they should have sold it and, you know, and all of that kind of thing and, and stuff like that. But Jesus knew, the Bible said Jesus knew what was in his heart. He was not saying it because he loved the people, but he was saying it because he was a thief. And yet Jesus did not, Jesus did not send him off. Jesus did not send him away. So he was there with the thief. He knew the guy was taking advantage of him. He was there. But at some other point, there's some certain people that, you know, he will, you know, he will just... Cut off like that. So what I'm saying in essence is that at the end of the day, the bottom line is that you are measuring it. The bottom line of measuring all those kind of things is, is it about God? 
if it's about God, then uh, uh, there is no this thing. At the end of the day, yes. Who is getting the glory? You know, are you, you know, if a person takes advantage of you, is God going to get the glory? You know, that's just the point. Who is going to get the glory at the end of the day? You know, who is it about? And you have to be able to define that in your heart and know before, you know, uh, especially when you're dealing with somebody who takes advantage, who, you know, because there are some certain people that I know, I know one young lady when we were in Lagos in those days, you know, she was in a church at that time. And this, this lady was just a pain. She was just a pain. And, you know, I will go after her. I will, that time, you know, we call it follow up in those days. I will follow her up, follow her up, follow her up. And yet, you know, she was just a pain. And in my heart, I didn't have the release to just let her go. Like that. I could have, you know, I could have told, she wasn't the only person in the church. But somehow, there was just that, there was just that, you know, that thing, that thing, that compassion for her in my heart. And, you know, we, we followed, 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 followed. And, you know, at the end of the day, nothing came out of it, so to say. Nothing came out of it. She left. She did whatever she did. She went, you know, her way. She was worldly wise. She, you know, did whatever she wanted to do. Guess what? In 2011, after many years, she sent me an email and started telling me that most of the things that have happened to her were as a result of those things that happened in those days. Most of the things that happened. She's so, I mean, she's, she's doing so well now. Doing very well in God and all of that. But, so what I'm saying in essence is that you just have to follow your heart. I don't know if I'm making sense, you know. Yeah, just follow your heart and, you know, just be sure that you are not getting the glory. It's God that is getting the glory. Yes, and be led by the Spirit. Yeah, so that it's not you. It's not about you. It's about God and his kingdom. I don't know if I made sense. Okay, okay. All right. All right, any other question? One more, one more question or contribution or addition. Then we'll just pray briefly and then we'll be out of here. Pastor Charles has the anointing of making people talk. <laughs> Any other contribution? Anything? Any observation? Contribution? Anything? Huh? All right, let me ask this question before we go. And maybe we'll just pray about it. It says... Uh, the communication of your faith will be made more effective by acknowledging all the good things that are in you. And when it comes to good things, there are, there are two tracks. There are two tracks of them. One is general, you know, like um, the love of God, the life of God, the joy of the Lord, the peace of God, the power of God. Those things are general. Everybody, you know, everybody has some measure of that because, you know, we're all believers and all of that. But for you, what is that thing that you have that it's a good thing that God has given you? That's you. It's unique to you. Have we talked about that before? That there's certain things that God has given to us and they're good things and they're just unique to us. And those are, it's part of those things that we need to, you know, acknowledge and tap into them. And uh, like, like Paul was telling Timothy, he said, stir up the gift of God that is in you, that we have to stir up. 
do you, have you ever thought about it that, you know, what is in me that's unique? What is that gift of God that is in me that is unique? Even when other people have it, for me, it's still unique. It's, it's special. It's, it's like no other. In other words, for, some, for instance, there are some people who are just given the gift of mercy. Even though God has shown us mercy, we all have mercy. But there are some people who just, you know, specially have the gift of mercy. That's what they have just been endowed with. So, you know, those are the kind of people. Okay. I was just going to say that for me. Uh, I can never recollect anybody that I have association with that I've ever separated with grudge. Never. Um, I usually don't take offense because I just, you know, I just know there might be some reason why people hurt certain way. And so my expectation is always very slow. So I don't put people on a high pedestal to expect a lot from them. So all friends I've ever had, I have never, never had a grudge with anybody that would say, I'm not going to deal with you. So, uh, um, that's just my lifestyle. In that case, you are holier than I am. <laughs> you know, but that, that is unique. That is unique. You know, that is the kind of person that can deal with anybody. And, you know, if you can tap, if you can reach, those are the kind of things that God wants us to reach out into. God wants you to acknowledge it and reach out and reach, dig deep into that. And when you show it, you know, and you look at people from the prism of the fact that uh, people don't just do what they do just because they want to do them. If you have, you know, that's a gift. That's unique. That's really unique in itself. But as we go this evening, I just want you to think to yourself, what is that unique thing that God has given me that I can use to serve others? What is that unique thing? Because it's not just enough for us to just talk over all these things and, you know, and all of that and things. And then you don't have something you can, you can, you can, you can yeah, you can use you know, because at the end of the day, it is in the doing of the word that the blessing comes. All right? So, I want you this evening, think about it. What is that unique thing that God has given me? What is unique about me? What is different? I know, I know, I know some people who have the gift of mercy. God has shown us mercy, like I was saying. God has shown us mercy, but they have the gift of mercy. And it's, it's not that they, they suspect people, but they know when people have problems. It's not that, you know, and it's not, it's not like it's a, it's, a, it's, it's a maybe gift of prophecy or word of knowledge. Or they, no, they just know because they're the ones that spot, you know, things that are not right, things that are not this thing. And if that kind of a person can take advantage of that situation, it's easy for you to be able to reach people and serve people with the gift of God. What is that unique thing that God has given you? What is it? Think about it. Think about it. And sometimes it might not even be, it might not be something that's significant but God can use everything. There are some people who are just fun. They are just funny. There are some people that are just fun to be around. There are some people, you know, their uniqueness is just to be friends. You know, they easily make friends. There are some people, you know, and, uh, there are some people who, you know, they, God enjoins all of us to give. But some people can give their life out. You know, they are just like that. And, and you see God just meeting their needs, you know, like, you know, they have, they, you know, it's easy. I have a friend, you know, this guy has access to, he has access to money easily. The guy's not a very rich guy, 
but he has access. He has access to things like, and it's unique. And I told him many years ago those days, I told him, because this, this is a guy that would just ask, well, and that's how we're in Nigeria. And in Nigeria in those days, you know, good jobs were scarce. Good jobs were scarce. And so when you got a job, you stuck to that job. When you, if you're able to get a good job, you will stick to it. But this is a guy who, can, who easily has the confidence to just walk out of any job. And before you know it, he's going to get another one. Very unique. Very unique gift in that situation. Very, very unique. Very unique. You see? Yeah. The guy is very unique. So, you know, there's some gifts that is present in everybody. There's nobody that God has not endowed. He won't die. He won't die. That is not a gift. God did not give anybody the gift of disobedience and, and unruliness. Yeah. Let's, let's stand on our feet and, and just pray. Pray for, you know, let's just pray. And I just want us to pray about that unique thing that God has given you. What is that unique thing that God has given you? What is that thing?